0: Sides of the 49th Parallel. This is American Oc Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Oc Radio, everybody. We are live. This is your host, Mike Phillip, coming at you from Western Canada. Big shout-out to all of our listeners At AM540KYAH in Utah and Colorado, Super Don Naylor sitting in Oregon. Is it Oregon or Oregon? Uh, well,
1: it's Oregon. I I suppose it could be Oregon, uh, depending on what context you're speaking about.
0: (laughs) A lot of love for the home state there coming from Super Don Naylor. We've got a great show for you lined up today. We had Kevin J. Johnston booked for the first hour. He just got back from Burma, and we're having difficulties connecting with him due to technology technology Uh, Kevin can you hear me
2: yeah I can hear you Mike but you know what you're going to have to go ahead and do the next two minutes without me I've got to get this phone issue resolved Okay,
0: Kevin's going to get his phone issue resolved While we uh, relaunch this show So, like I said, first hour Kevin just got back from Burma And the reason why he went over there Is because the Canadian media Is working overtime to try to convince everybody In Canada That a bunch of Buddhists One day, for no reason Started killing the Muslims Over in Myanmar Does that sound right to you? Doesn't sound right to me, but Kevin went over there and he was a guest of the government and military, and they granted him access to areas in the conflict zone that no other journalists were allowed to go into. While he was there, he converted and became a gay Buddhist, and uh, he's a lot happier now. In the second hour, we've got (laughs) April LeJune on to talk about the latest QAnon updates, and she's got information on DACA that you're not going to hear anywhere else but American Uck Radio. Let's launch this show. American American Uck Radio. Radio. I love it. My girlfriend loves it. Even my dog loves it. I
2: love you. Oh, my God. American
1: Uck Radio. We love you. That's all I listen to. American Uck Radio.
2: Sounds like a party, baby. Ooh.
0: So this last week, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was at Davos, a little town in Switzerland. Incidentally, the highest uh, elevation town in all of Europe. Uh, he went there to get high, I suppose. And we've kind of made it a, uh, a thing with making fun of this guy. And to be honest, making fun of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is kind of like kicking a puppy, except you don't feel sorry for him. Uh, he made the most... Ridiculous, incoherent speech I've ever heard in my life to a top, uh, a crowd of billionaires and trillionaires in the room who really didn't give a damn about his socks or anything that he was talking about whatsoever. Uh, listening to this man talk is kind of like if somebody put oatmeal in your shoe and you stuck your foot in without a sock on, not expecting it. That's literally what it's like. Let's get into this speech that he gave while we're trying to get Kevin back. This is the illustrious leader of the fake country known as Canada, Mr. Justin Trudeau. I'd like to
3: focus tonight on a fundamental shift that every single leader in this room can act on immediately. One that I've made a central tenet of my leadership. One that is core to this year's forum, thanks to the <laughs> leadership of our seven exceptional co-chairs
0: oh listen to this i'm
3: talking about hiring huh? promoting yeah and retaining more women
0: more women hiring and promoting more women that's his big platform to speak to all these trillionaires uh some of which are women in the room and he's got his cabinet ministers there a lot of which are women and i guess what he's trying to say is that he needs to operate more like President Trump, who frequently promotes and hires women, even black ones. (laughs) Because it's a meritocracy. If a woman can do a job, uh, fine, hire her. I mean, you don't want women working in sewers or drilling rigs in disgusting places like that. I don't want to know a woman that wants to work in those conditions, to be quite honest with you. If they want to and they can do the job, great. But Justin Trudeau is making a big deal about hiring women. I was talking to a guy that works at a pipe plant here in the town I work in, and uh, he flat out told me that all the women working in the pipe plant make the exact same amount of money as everybody else. And in fact, most of the supervisors in the plant are are women. So we've already got that going on, but Justin Trudeau needs to lecture everybody on it. Not just
3: because it's the right thing to do or the (laughs) nice thing to do, but because it's the smart thing to do. The smart thing to do. In Canada, like all over the world, (laughs) much of the economic and labor force growth we've experienced over the last many decades is because of women entering into and changing the workforce right there is still so much room for improvement oh and such enormous benefit still to be had uh i'd like to remind
1: everybody
0: that (laughs) i know right
1: i swear i mean the more listen i never listened to justin trudeau until i met you i I just i didn't care didn't matter but it's like the more especially when he's speaking to a large group of people it's like it's like community theater it's like he's doing like some (laughs) some type of of uh performance of some or like an audio book or, like, Morgan yeah. Freeman is his, his hero, <laughs> and he's trying to talk. Yeah, and, and, you know, all the words with the dramatic pauses and the enunciation. And the and pauses
0: stuff. are just a little too long. Dude. But
1: you at the same that? time, it sounds so condescending sometimes. Like, he's talking to a group of three, third graders or something.
0: Totally, man. Totally. Wow. But you know what? It, it that's, that's the... Uh, the ultimate human being we could draw from the pool here in, you know, 35, 50 million people in Canada. He was, he was the best one. <laughs> no joke, everybody. McKinsey estimates that
3: narrowing the gender gap in Canada could add $150 billion what? to our economy huh? by 2026. Where's the money
0: coming from?
3: Research tells us, tells us that organizations with women on their corporate boards and in key positions of leadership perform better than those without. In fact, the Peterson Institute for International Economics just found that increasing the share of women in leadership positions from zero to 30% translated into a 15% boost. To profitability
0: so there's all this money out there uh, if we just hired more women there'd be like 30 this Brazilian dollars added to the
1: economy <laughs> this part of the speech was the, the well there's two parts to it and later we'll get to the funny part but it this to me I had to ask my wife because I mean I'm like hey I'm a guy right you know so maybe I've got some kind of naive biased opinion about right. this situation but I'm looking at this I'm going how is it that if you hire a woman? You suddenly make billions of dollars. It's like <laughs> where I, I don't understand if that were the case, if this were true, that every large corporation in the world would have nothing but women running it because exactly. they'd be all multi-trillionaires because they simply <laughs> hired a woman. And I'm not saying women aren't good at their jobs or whatever, but just to to do the A plus B equals C equation here, hire a woman she works for your
0: company. You make billions, billions of, of dollars. dollars. How does that work? Where's the, where's the math in this? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. But I'll tell you what. Uh, there is one thing that I back about this logic, and uh, logic is that is that if all the women went back to work, then all of us guys could just stay home. <laughs> and there would be trillions of dollars in the economy. Like I said... Uh, This guy, the way he talks, it just makes you feel uncomfortable. Like like he's trying to get you to get in his van because he's got candy or something. That's what he reminds me of. (laughs) And if Americans don't think this is important... it is it affects your life trust me it really does because justin trudeau is a major globalist and an enemy of the american people you need to pay attention to what these people are doing mike and super don and american out radio we'll be right back The call in line is 855-660-4261 stick around everybody i can't talk <laughs> SynTech Global
3: XFT is a breakthrough product Trusted around the world for over 20 years SynTech Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy Maximize horsepower and performance And minimize
0: emissions XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits Into one small concentrated dose And comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee That's Syntec Global XFT Put it to the test
2: Head over to AmericanEckRadio.com now To get your extreme fuel treatment That's AmericanEckRadio.com <laughs>
1: American infidels prepare to die in a sea of holy fire. You will be punished for your decadent ways on the first day of Radaman. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait, did I just say what did I say? Radaman? <laughs> Ram, blah 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 Ramadan. America U- radio Origin.
0: Welcome back, everybody. We are live. We've got Kevin J. Johnston coming at you from Mississauga, Ontario, the fighter of inequality, the master of truth-telling. His name was Kevin in Mississauga. He was running for the mayor. He has a full head of hair. Dun, 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 dun. Kevin, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. (laughs) Always a pleasure to be on your show, man. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, so we'll we'll jump into it real quick here is, yes, I am back from Myanmar, but I know you mentioned that a lot of your American friends don't know who I am and what I do. So in a nutshell, a year ago, it was uh, in the Peel region here, which is right next door to Toronto. They wanted to bring Islamic prayer into publicly funded high schools, uh, uttered in Arabic, I might add. And this was proposed by an imam named Ibrahim Hindi who is a confirmed wife-beater. This guy here made the proposal that prayers be allowed in Arabic, and the school board said yes to that. So I have been fighting all of these crazy ideas in Canada here, the Islamization of Canada, but also the stupefaction of Canada. I'm doing my part to make sure Canadians know what's going on and how they can fight it.
0: And like I said, this affects the United States of America because we've got the longest unguarded border in the world although it's been more guarded in the last few years but if Islamic terrorists are going to go into the United States, it would make a lot more sense for them to go through the Canadian border since most of the attention is on the southern border and about to get a wall very soon. So America you need to pay attention to what this man has to say. Now I told everybody at the beginning of the show that Canadian media was doing its damnedest to make everybody believe that a bunch of buddhists woke up one day and said you know what i think i'm gonna go kill a muslim and so they did that's the story that we're getting from the cbc ctv global news all these big canadian outlets and kevin scratched his head and said that don't sound right to me started reaching out to members of the burmese community and then what happened
2: well, what happened is I found myself in, uh, in Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. Uh, when we got there, I was fortunate enough to be there with Rick Heisman. He's an American uh, in San Francisco who lived in Myanmar for six years, but he's been in Asia for about half of his life. And he knows everything that there is to know about Myanmar. In fact, um, in our second day, he had us in a meeting with the general's assistant. So we're talking the general of the Burmese army. Um and the lead monk of Rakhine State to get us into rakhine state deep within the um the, the region itself in the war zone and the the general of the army and the monk were both familiar with my work and with Rick's work, so we had permission to go into the war zone within an hour of applying for it um and then we uh, we got into um uh, into Mongda we took a long drive along the coast now. The drive itself, if it was a Canadian or American highway, would probably have been three hours, tops. But because of the conditions of the road there, it ended up being a full day. And uh, and Myanmar does have this problem. Um, They are a third world nation, and they're doing their best to improve everything. Regrettably, we have Islam destroying everything that they build. Now, in uh, Mongda, just so everybody knows, this uh, city has been uh, a center of strife and of death for a long time. It is right on the Bangladesh border. And we went into this uh, this town that only has electricity 12 hours a day, I might add, to really get to the bottom of what's been going on. And in a nutshell, it's not Buddhists who are killing anybody. It is Bengali Muslims that have made their way eastward into the country who, in 2012, 2015, uh, sorry 16, 2017 chose to go on murderous raping rampages, and of course the Burmese army had had enough of this. They fought back, and so did the local community, and, uh, and Muslims, who realized they were going to lose this fight, decided to go back to Bangladesh. Our media has played this up, that Buddhists just chased them out, woke up one day and said, hey, you know be a really funny idea? Let's get 400,000 Muslims to move back to Bangladesh with force. That is not how Myanmar works. In fact, before Myanmar was Myanmar or Burma, back when it was a kingdom with a king, it had religious freedom from day number one. And and it still does. There's a very large Muslim population there, and they have full religious freedom. And nobody bothers them. And I have all the evidence in the world, including Muslims, who stated on camera that the Burmese army did not rape a single person like the Canadian media says they did, and that the Burmese army did not kill any innocent people like the Canadian media says they did, and the Burmese army even protected Bengali Muslims from all of the psychopaths that were running around killing people. The Burmese army has done a hell of a job protecting as many people as it could, including Muslims.
0: That's amazing, and and there's actually uh, Muslim areas that you went into. Describe the difference between the rest of the place or what might be considered a no-go zone or just a majority Muslim area in the two minutes we have left.
2: Okay, Burmese people are the friendliest, kindest, nicest, sweetest people in the world. Uh, all the Buddhist and Hindu communities there welcomed us every time. We were welcome in everyone's home. They smile, they're giddy, they're happy, they're jolly. But when you go into... A uh, Bengali Muslim area only. This is where it gets really terrifying, is they've got that look of death in their eyes, the stare down. They want you dead. It is a blank, lifeless, soulless stare. And I never once felt comfortable in any position where there was even more than three Bengali Muslims. And that is because the book tells them that they are superior to all of us. They're looking at me and my camera crew and our armed security guards, they were looking at us as if to say, how dare you walk on this planet with us? How dare this inferior person be anywhere near us? It is a terrifying experience to be around Bengali Muslims when there's, even, when there's a small group or bigger. You know, one or two at a time, no problem. But once there are three or more, they become a very disturbingly creepy group. And I was not terrified uneasy, to the point where I was constantly watching my back, and I always had one of our armed security guards uh, put his back within two feet of my back, facing the other direction, so that we knew that we were safe. We had to actually go into Bengali villages with police officers who had Uzis, grenades, and swords, which is not what they needed to deal with any Buddhist, I might add. Not at all.
0: that whole story of the Buddhists killing and raping just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, anybody that's ever seen a David Carradine movie knows that
2: (laughs) anybody who's read even one book on Buddhism knows that Buddhists are as peaceful as they come. And I'll say this, Buddhists are even, they're not even angry about the fact that the Canadian media has made them look like criminals, but it's a whole country of people with hurt feelings. They don't understand why Canada hates them so much. That is the position that our media and our jihadi Justin Trudeau has has put us in. Me and Marians, all 70-plus million of them, don't understand why Muslims hate them so much and don't understand why Canadians hate them so much. That is sad, Canada. You've got to stop supporting these multi-million dollar conglomerate mainstream media outlets because they're making the whole country look tyrannical and evil.
0: Well and the funny thing about this is if you monitor US media, they're not saying anything about it. It's just a, it seems like it's just a Canadian thing. We're going into a break, everybody. The call in line is 855-660-426. It's a no-brainer. Rawr, rawr, lover of the Russian queen. There was a cat that really was gone. Rawr, rawr,
3: love machine.
1: It was a shame how he got.
3: Oh, those Russians.
0: Ah, Russians! Somebody call Rob. Mueller. The Russians are coming. <laughs> Welcome back to American AmericanOck Radio, everybody. The call in line is 855-660-4261. If you want to make any comments or questions for Kevin, also Kevin's live over at his Facebook page. Hey, Facebook at Kevin's page there. Uh, 855-660. If you want to talk to Kevin or us, any questions are appreciated, and we will definitely take the time to Talk to you. Also, head over to freedomreport.ca and check out Kevin's work. I've got to remind you all that this show is brought to you by Syntech Global. They've got a great fuel additive. It's good for gas or diesel, and just a little tiny bit will get you sometimes an extra 300 kilometers per tank. Head over to AmericanOckRadio.com. Check out the banner ad. Click on it. It'll tell you everything you need to know about extreme fuel treatment. Don't be a sucker. Don't pay the carbon tax and don't bitch about it to me if you're not willing to take some good advice and actually do something about the problem. Let's head back over to Kevin J. Johnston in Mississauga, Ontario. Kevin, so you're in uh, Myanmar, I, I just want to ask you a couple questions about the country. Do they yeah. have all the basic amenities? Were you uh, fairly comfortable in your hotel there? How, what was it like just staying there? Is it a good vacation destination or what?
2: It's a beautiful vacation destination, but I I have to clear that up, Mike. Is If you're the kind of individual that likes the creature comforts of home, then you have to stick to the main cities in the east of the country, like Yangon or Mandalay those hotel rooms all have hot showers and, and hot water and the whole bit. Um, if you're okay with hotel rooms that don't have showers, then you can move over to the west of the country, which is uh, Rakhine State. Um, two hotels that we stayed in had showers, but it was warm water at best. Um, and when we got out to Mongda and um, uh, Tong and towns like that, we had running water. In the hotels but you had to, to pour cold water into a bowl and spill the water over top of yourself which is their traditional way of washing also toilets are not very common in mong da and in booty you crap in a hole in the floor now that's a little frustrating to uh, to deal with my concern is making my ankles dirty when squatting over these things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, they've got toilet paper though right
2: Toilet paper, yes. Uh, Most of the restaurants are open air with no walls anywhere, and you'll find that instead of napkins, they also have toilet paper on the tabletops you can use to (laughs) wipe your mouth. But there was running water in every town and city that we went to, mostly cold, but nonetheless still running water. However, even the Myanmarians don't drink the water. There is an incredible distribution network in that country where every village, even if it's only 50 people, always have at least one general store, usually with no walls, but one general store with uh, bottled water. So long as you follow the rule of eat cooked food, nothing raw, and drink nothing but bottled water and brush your teeth with bottled water, you're fine. And I followed those rules, and I got diarrhea zero times. And nobody in my team ever got sick either, because we did stringently follow the the unwritten rule of bottled water, bottled water, bottled water. Uh, So... Uh, but if you're the kind of individual that doesn't care, if you're there for the really good weather and the beautiful people, then it doesn't matter where you are in the country. Because uh, in January, from November to the end of February, the weather is perfect It's 78 degrees Fahrenheit or, you know, I guess, what, 26 Celsius. Um, no wind, no rain, no cloud cover, nothing. It's just perfect weather, absolutely perfect weather. Uh, the Bay of Bengal is beautiful to, um, to swim in. And if you're in Sitwe, which is the biggest city in Rakhine State, everything under the sun imaginable is there to do for you. Buddhist temples everywhere. You're five minutes from, a, from the country's, bi- sorry, the world's biggest beach. Um, also, p- the people there will invite you into anything. If they're eating, they'll share their food with you. If they're playing soccer, they'll invite you in to play. If they're playing any other sport, badminton, volleyball, or otherwise, they'll ask you to join them. It is a very social, very community-based environment and a very community-based people. So you will love every minute of it, I am sure, if you're not the, the kind of pampered pris that requires a five-star hotel.
0: Like our Prime Minister. Uh, that, that's great, Kevin. It sounds beautiful and uh, a, a definite vacation destination. But let's get serious. The Canadian government is lying to us about these beautiful people. What about the role of the UN in all of this? What did you find out about that, Kevin?
2: God, first off, every single Burmese citizen has said the same thing. The United Nations is an evil institution. They are destroying Myanmar. The United Nations has made it clear to Bengali Muslims that if you leave Myanmar, we will first off lie to the public about the fact that you're being kicked out. And you come back to Bangladesh, we'll put you in a camp for a short while, and we will fast-track you into uh, the United States, Canada, or Europe, or Australia or New Zealand. These are the promises that the United Nations is making to Bengalis. So this is actually good for Myanmar, but bad for the rest of us. It's great for Myanmar when Bengali Muslims leave the country because they are a very violent, uneducated crew. Um, they, they have, uh, the Bengalis there have a literacy rate of 7 or less percent. They do not value education. For them, it's Islam and violence. That's all the Bengalis do out there. And you can call me racist if you want, but that is the truth. There's a reason why Myanmar had so many murdered police officers and murdered politicians and raped women and children is because of Bengali Muslims, not because of Buddhists. Uh, So that's what the U.N. is saying there. Now the U.N. also played this big propaganda game and stated that the Rohingya people are the ones being attacked by extremist Buddhists. Well, there are no Rohingya people. There is no history of Rohingya people. It's a term that's only been used for the last 20 years or less. It, uh, the word itself means old villager. That's all that it means. There's no history of these people at all. How do I prove that? Um, farmers on a daily basis all across Myanmar constantly dig up Buddhist relics. Constantly. And they turn them in immediately to the Rakhine, Rakhine State government. Not one islamic uh, treasure has been found anywhere in the country not one there are no relics of any kind There, is archaeologically speaking there's not a single thing any digger has ever found to prove that islam was in myanmar before the year nineteen oh eight nothing not a one also also mike the u.n when they were given the opportunity to do the right thing and and help everybody in myanmar they only supplied food, blankets, maxi-pads, water, and everything else to the Bengali Muslims who created the problem in the first place. They did nothing for Buddhists. They did nothing for, uh, for Hindus. They did nothing for the local Rakhine populace. They did nothing for the displaced Indian populace that was there. And they did nothing for the uh, displaced Tibetan people that are there, nor did they do anything for all of the mountain tribes. There are quite a few mountain tribes still left in Myanmar, and the U.N. did nothing to help any of those. We have the evidence on camera, all of it. I have it all. There's nothing that you can do to say that I'm lying, period, because all i got to do is play the videos for you, and you're going to see what I'm talking about. That's the United Nations.
0: What's so, funny, because at the same time, they tell you you're a racist if you don't like Muslims, which isn't a race, by the way, but they only favor Muslims in these situations. The United Nations needs to be smashed, and I believe that prominent key members of that uh, organization need to be put on trial very you publicly. Uh, Canada and the United States specifically need out of the United Nations. Now if they were actually helping people I wouldn't have a problem with them but the fact is they've been tied to child trafficking and all kinds of nefarious, disgusting activities not only in Asia but Africa as well. We've got Kevin J. Johnston on American Hock Radio. We're going into a break. You can call us up with any comments or questions at 855-660-4261 We'll be back. Stick around Around, everybody. XFT
3: is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. SynTech Global XFT
0: will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global
3: XFT. Put it to the test.
2: Head over to AmericanEckRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanEckRadio.com.
1: American American Radio
3: Radio.
0: Welcome back everybody We're live on American Oc Radio And uh, that music just makes you want to boogie Doesn't it? I'm watching Kevin on Facebook Live And he's grooving away over there Big shout out to all the people in his chat room. Uh, Kevin J. has some of the best followers and listeners on the planet. i got to say, I've met so many great people since I teamed up with you, and it was an absolute pleasure to host your show while you were in the war zone in Myanmar. Uh, let's move on. We've got one segment left, birth rates and burn route villages in Myanmar. You were talking about a low birth rate problem. What's going on there, Kevin?
2: We spent a lot of time um, dealing with the local populace in uh, Yangon, which is their biggest city. Uh, and when I say biggest city, Mike, this city is massive. There is something to do everywhere you go. There's just hundreds upon hundreds of city blocks there and lots of people to speak with. Um, I'll point this out. This word Rohingya, we asked over 200 people if they'd ever heard the word. These are residents of Myanmar. They also the same thing. No, not one person heard the word Rohingya, so it's a fake term, period. Uh, number two, we had a spa treatment when we got back. We spent uh, 12 straight days in the war zone. We got back, and everyone got their, their toes done. We got our fingernails cut, haircuts, uh, shave, everything. Um, in this particular spa, there was 13 gorgeous women that worked in there, all between 25 and 40. Uh, and of course, you know, we're men, right? So we ask the simple questions. So, are you married? You got a boyfriend? You single, right? This is what men do. Uh, none of them were married. None of them had children. None of them had prospects for marriage. None of them had boyfriends. And I mean, why? None. Why is because their families are all broke. There is fiscal destitution right across Yang Gong and that entire province, or sorry, state. And uh, and these girls they go out of their way to work as hard as they can to keep their families fed, to keep their family homes intact. So that means that there's a whole generation of women here that are not having children. And I didn't believe what I was hearing in advance, that more than 50% of women um, in Myanmar, up to possibly 70% were unmarried, no boyfriends, and so on. And then here we are, 100% of gorgeous women in a spa, in a big spa, are all single with um, no idea in their minds at all about having kids, period. But you see, that was also uh, something that was called down to me. We had another friend of ours, um, an eight-hour drive north in Mandalay, who was reporting exactly the same thing. And I did meet a journalist in Miao Dong, a really cool guy who speaks perfect English. He is actually going to start sending news our way at Freedom Report. Now, this guy said something very similar is that he knows a lot of women between 20 and 30, all single, no boyfriends, no babies, no nothing. It's a scary thought to think that these beautiful people, and I mean beautiful people, not just physically, but beautiful in every way, spiritually and manners-wise, they're not reproducing, but the Muslims in Yangon and Mandalay are at an alarming rate. So it's not just white people that are being bred out of existence. It is the Myanmarian people as well.
0: So they tell us that there's a problem with overpopulation on the earth, and then at the same time, they promote Islam. They move uh, refugees, quote-unquote, into Sweden, Germany, the United States, Canada. These people are breeding like rabbits and sometimes have six wives and 50 kids. And at the same time, they're telling white people, oh, don't have children, otherwise you're a horrible sinner and you're destroying the earth.
2: Yes, uh, and that's something that we all have to, um, uh, to, to state, that we're not going to tolerate anymore. First off, scientifically speaking, uh, I have to point this out, that there are some top scientists out there who made the, the severe statement that with the proper recycling and garbage uh, uh, technologies out there, garbage handling technologies, the planet could actually support one trillion human beings. If you take every single human being on the planet right now, they would all fit in Los Angeles County. All of our Orange County. Oh yeah, um, That's just how it works. There's just not as many human beings as you think. It's sprawling that makes it seem like there's more. But it doesn't change the fact that you still don't want inbreeding as part of your, um, your species. No. We need to have healthy, intelligent people having multiple children. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, but regrettably, because, um, because of inbreeding, a lot of inbreeding with Bengali Muslims... Uh, and because of a lot of arsenic in the water in Bangladesh, they don't have any sanitation worth talking about, the IQs are incredibly low. So you have very unintelligent people who can't learn even if they want to because their genetics are screwed up, who are then being told that they are superior to everybody in the world. And by the way, go kill the Buddhists because they are on our land. So they do. These Bengali Muslims will do whatever they're told, um, no matter how violent it might be, because they they don't have higher reasoning skills that is not racist that is reality period these Bangladeshi muslims are they're screwed up people they really are
0: yeah that's amazing uh you were walking through some burned out villages while you were over there what was the deal with that i mean did you see any skulls laying around and bones or was it just debris and uh tell us about the burned out villages and what caused it we
2: Oh, God, Mike, I don't even have the number. We took notes uh, on what we were seeing, but on the third day of driving through burned-out villages, we just we gave up on the note-taking. There were so many of them. So how many did we drive through? 200? 220, maybe? Maybe more. 200? Oh, easily. easily. And that's
0: just the ones you drove through. You obviously didn't go through every single one.
2: We didn't go north uh, into the uh, war zone deeper than we already were in it. No. And uh, we didn't do that because we got a phone call from the head colonel of the Burmese army. Uh, he said in, uh, in uh, Tulatoli that they, the army had intelligence that the Burmese—sorry, not the Burmese— the Bangladeshi Muslims were waiting for us in tulatui They said, if you go, they will kidnap you. They will kill you. We are not coming in to get you. If you go and you survive, you'll be expo- uh, deported from the country, and your visa's revoked for life." Wow. Um, we took that very seriously. Um, and our plan was to go to uh, Tulatoli and further north into the war zone. But um, after hearing that from the army, who went out of their way, I might add, to phone us, uh, we chose to do exactly what we were told. Now, in these villages that were burned out, um, we found, we did find out through interviews and through, um, through local police that it was the Bengalis themselves who lit their own villages on fire because they were instructed to do so by the UN, by ARSA, which is the Arcanese, Rohingya, BS army out there. They are worse than ISIS, I might add. And, of course, all of the Imams and the Mullahs explained to all these Bengalis, burn everything down. Pick up all your stuff, burn it down, go to Bangladesh because it's a huge propaganda move. This was the biggest propaganda move in the history of our, our planet, period. To have 400,000 Bengali Muslims move westward across the uh, the Naf River and, and all these photo shoots that went with it, it was propaganda only. The Burmese army did not tell a single human being you have to leave the country. This was the Islamic community, along with the UN, forcing Muslims out of Myanmar, back into Bangladesh so they could play the international feel-sorry-for-me card, and of course the Canadian media lapped all of this up. And we have the evidence, don't worry about it, it's all coming. All right? And for those who think that the government can steal my computer and I'm out of backups, don't worry about it, it's all on the cloud, everything is safe, all of this is going to be revealed. All of so it.
0: On- on Monday, Kevin, in the evening, you're going to be doing a two-hour show. Let everybody know where they can go to see a lot of your pictures and videos and get a really detailed uh, feel for what is going on over there, and they will most likely get tears in their eyes when they see some of the pictures of these beautiful things and what you experience, because I saw you tearing up talking about it, and I know that you're a tough boy, and you don't cry over spilt milk, but this visibly had you shaken when you were talking about it. We've got one minute left. Tell everybody where to go on Monday evening and what time to see and hear all this.
2: Watch me get emotional one more time. It's going to happen. I can't get through these stories without, uh, without tearing up. And uh, I'm doing a two-hour presentation Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you go to freedomreports.ca, the big advertisement is right there. The first article tells you how you can find me. If you're on Facebook... You can find me right now, Kevin J. Johnston with the T-300, which is the number on the back of my hockey jersey. Kevin J. Johnston, 300. Uh, You can also go to kjjradio.com, a station that Mike uh, works with me on Monday to Friday at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, I, I really strongly recommend as many of you as possible tune into this. Because I'm making sure that every politician and police station across the, the, this country here knows about the show. They need to understand that they have been duped by the UN and they have been duped by every major outlet in the country.
0: Absolutely amazing stuff. Check out Kevin J's show on Monday evening and I'll be with him on Monday morning. We're going to be back with April of June to talk about the coup against the deep state in the United States of America and the world after this station identification break. We'll be back after this.